Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Late Afternoon Show. I am your host, Tim Olari, and today we are connecting with one of my all-time favorite people in this world, Tim Salau, CEO of Guide, CEO of Big Black Tea Company, CEO of community building around the world. This guy is bonkers good at what he does and he is such a true connector a lot of my previous guests and a lot of the community I have right now is as a result of tim mr future of work salau so i'm so excited to talk with him today he is known around the world for his big smile but his relentless pursuit of community and empowering that community to thrive in the future of work. So if anything that we talk about today resonates with you as meaningful, please consider subscribing, following us, downloading an episode, or joining our community at MrMeaningfulWork.com. It would mean the world to us. And if you like it, leave us a comment, leave us a review with your thoughts, share it with somebody that you think would find this helpful and we will be seeing it. I'm buzzing like guitars and rock and roll. You give me those good Welcome, Mr. Salau. Mr. Salau. Hey, hey, hey. There you go. There you go. What's up? How are you, bro? Dude, I am. I'm grateful to be alive, man. I'm in the best state and condition possible given the, you know, what some people are still suffering through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the U.S. recently, there's 500,000 deaths due to COVID-19, which is uh, wild. Really sad. But I'm, I'm doing well, man, alive, just yeah. building the drive. Bro, I, I feel that 100%. We were seeing the reports of, you know, they're trying to visualize what 500,000 deaths look like. And it's like, man, I don't want to visualize that, but you've got to. And, you know, you see the kind of state that you're in and it helps you appreciate um, what you do have, right? The blessings that you do have, the family, the opportunities that you do have. Um, so, so a hundred percent, man. Um, for folks that don't know, Tim Salau is, he is the guy and I've known he's the guy for a very long time. Um, a couple years ago, as I'm just kind of starting being more intentional about my, what I'm doing on LinkedIn, I saw Tim, he had a post on there, just high energy. I was like, man, this guy needs to be my friend. And so I sent him a message and this guy is a busy guy, right? He has over 200,000 followers on there. He's worldwide. He's international. So I sent him a little message trying to say, hey, how can we connect? And um, very, very busy guy. And I was like, I need to get in touch with this guy one way, shape or form. And finally, my wife and I were actually on the way out of the country or out of the city or state for, for something. And there was an event that popped up that my friend was doing. And it had Tim Salau as one of the guest speakers. I was like, babe, I've been chasing this guy for like six or seven months now. We have to go to this event. And so on our way to the airport, um, we went to the event and boom, there he was. He was talking about, I think we're talking about investing in Africa um, or something like that. And we connected, we vibed, and it has just been the best thing ever since. Joined him as a creator in his uh, guide network. I am a customer of Big Black Tea, trying to make the transition from coffee to tea. And he has been an enabler um, of that um, and just been following his journey. Super excited. Um, he's a CEO of Guide, um, which has not just he's an investor um, in a number of other uh, businesses. Uh, he is a keynote speaker internationally. 
He is, bro, there's so much stuff. All you got to do is go to MrFutureOfWork.com or TimSalao.com and you see all the stuff that my guy has done. But dude, tell me about, you're one that really has a very positive outlook. You're, you're kind of high off of life all the time, um, high energy, but talking, but these last few weeks, you've been on one. Like there is something that happened with Forbes. (laughs) We are on one. Talk to me about why this Forbes mention, what is it and why does it mean so much to you? You know, Tim, you know, first of all, I want to appreciate you. Thank you for being a customer and being a a follower of our movement for a couple of years now, man. You've been following my work and a lot of things I'm doing. One, I would tell you as a leader, I'm really appreciative of that um, because, you know, uh, you keep us going. We're inspired by leaders like you who are creators, fathers, entrepreneurs or whatever. And, you know, it's for me, a lot of the work that we do, it's not like we're we're not the type of company or firm that it's just about the money. It's about the people. It's about our relationships and how can we be a service to our community. And I want to shout out to some of our day ones who are on this uh, the show right now. Shout out to Kirsty and, and Megan. And yeah. you know, one of the reasons, you know, I've been I've really been on one. I've been on one everywhere on, you know, on all my <laughs> social. And it's actually because that next Forbes next 1000 feature it took us to a whole different level and in, in ball game and technology never works when you need it to. <laughs> you see your smiling face. You good? I'm there we go. Up. It took us to a whole different level in ball game. And we've been building guide for about two years now. We've been leading this movement for about two years now. And I remember a time when I was fundraising for us in Silicon Valley, internationally, remotely, and I was pitching everybody on this opportunity with our company. So many people told me no. Um, so many people we didn't hear back from. So many people, mm-hmm. you know, looked at me and didn't give me an opportunity to believe in me as a founder. And there's all kinds of mix of reasons why, you know, partners or, or, or venture capitalists pass on you. Some of it is because some of it, you know, some of the way that they work is completely unethical. A lot of them are, are trying to steal your business. They're trying to invest in your business, but not you as a founder. They don't respect your, your independence, your creative work. And for us, when we when we saw the Forbes feature, when I saw it, the the next one thousand piece, I want to tell you, bro, I almost missed the email. I did, I don't even check email like that, man. You know I me, mean? like I'm always in my text. I'm in the yeah, I'm yeah. DMs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But we saw the email. I saw the email. And they were like, "Your next one thousand. You know what I'm saying? And out of thirty million small to medium businesses, there's thirty million small to medium businesses, bro. Always almost fifty million. <laughs> Man, there's 1,000 companies that you all should be looking out for. The world should be looking out for that are up next. You know what I'm saying? Like Wall Street next. Yes. For me, you know, for a company and for me as a leader, with everything that we've been through with the business, that was huge for me personally as a leader because I remember everybody that didn't believe in us. And the only people that believed in us are our day ones. Like you, Kersia, Megan. Tim Murdoch, right? Like yeah. all of these amazing people who see the work that we're doing, what we stand yeah. for. But every every VC that I pitched in Silicon Valley, man, they didn't see that, right? They just saw another black face. They just saw mm. another. They saw another company that they can invest in, but still from the founder. And for us, it was truly gratifying as a yeah. company to see our work being recognized as such a high level and such a high yeah. standard. And I had to let the world know, man, like. Only, only rock with your day one. <laughs> only rock with the people who have been there from yes. day one. No yes. one else. Yes, man. And, and that's one thing that, you know, if I can take a lesson 
um, from you. And so a lot of what I do, yeah, you go, Megan is saying the future of work is meaningful. And Tim is sharing that. Oh yeah. He knows about that tea. That is some great tea. You know about it. Um, but you know, one of the things that I've learned from you, Tim is how you rock with your community. Like it's on a different level. Like there's folks that are like engaged with their customers or, you know, at least on a social media level, but you are, in the trenches, like you, you know that your heart is with your people and it's not just about giving them a good product, but it's about empowering them in whatever it is that they're doing. Um, so whether it's like myself on Mr. Meaningful Work or, you know, some of the other creators on some of the platforms that they're doing, you as a brand, you as a person, not only engage with them about, you know, just in talking with them, but empowering them and lifting them and connecting them you know, with where they want to be shouting them out, putting them on platforms and letting the world see who they are. That's engagement with community on a level that I don't think anybody else is really doing. Like real talk. I don't see a lot of other uh, companies taking their customers and putting them on a pedestal um, and, and, and showing the world like, hey, these are the people that we get to cater to. We get to serve. Look at what they're doing. And I think you really um, have found the holy grail in that. And I really appreciate that about you, bro. Thanks, Tim. And, you know, that, that's been our MO. That's been my, I mean, I've been doing this community building work for, for quite some time personally. And a lot of it shows through our company um, yeah. I, and through our team and how I lead our team and ensure that, you know, we always see ourselves as a platform for customers, like monthly customer obsession um, conversations. You know, let's let's connect our customers in any capacity that we can ever building the business. You know, yeah. let's be on their shows. Yeah. Let's help. Like, how can we make their shows more successful? Like, yeah. it's it's written in the way we operate. And I think for for me, you know, we see a lot of companies that say that they're down for the cause, they're down for the people, and you know, they have good products, but the leaders don't show that, right? Mm. So for me, I often have to model what I expect from our yeah. people. Um, and it was it was so gratifying when we saw that Forbes X One Thousand piece, man. Because it, it was a uh, it was validation for us in the sense of like we don't need anyone else but our day ones. <laughs> like, like yeah, if you know the the people who who invest in you by purchasing your product, and I want to say I want to tell this to any entrepreneur, any founder, any business owner listening, because you're an entrepreneur Tim. You, you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs. You know, you buy your own, you buy property, you got family. You know what I'm saying? Like, like never like don't don't one never give up on your vision, on your dreams, and yeah. yourself, how you want to build wealth. But number two, only focus on customers, right? Like if those customers end up being investors, even better, but customers are truly the greatest investor in the world. Yes. Because they can have a, you can have a long relationship with customers. And I talked to so many entrepreneurs, Tim, and so many founders, dog, who don't know this, right? Mm. And like they sell their businesses, they sell 30, 50% of their business, but they don't even got no customers. <laughs> How sway? How sway? You have no customers, and you just sold 50 percent of your business to an investor yeah, that yeah. doesn't really care about like you as yeah. an entrepreneur, as a founder, yeah. Yeah. and now you have no equity in your business. You, you're down. You're down fifty to seventy percent. Where are your that's masters that. at? You don't own your masters. That's you don't own your masters. You yeah. don't own IP. You don't own anything, yeah. and then you don't have customers. So yeah. how are you, how are you going to expect to grow? Yeah. How are you going to expect to be successful in the long term? So yeah. so for me, man, that's always been our philosophy with how yeah. we build our company, how we yeah. serve our creators. 
because that independence, the ownership is really, really big, man. Yeah. So it's it was it's just so good to see y'all succeed, our customers. Yeah. We see we I, that's actually how we um we validate if we're doing a good job as a company. Yeah. Do we see the people that we're serving growing their careers yeah. in their companies and their community? Like yeah. like is Tim creating new shows? Like all of these things yeah. are actually how you can indicate is a brand good. Yeah. And for us, man, we know we got a rock star brand and Forbes just validated that for us. Dude, that is that is beautiful. And that kind of like leads me to my next question, which is, um, you know, one of the things that you are notorious for is really kind of lifting the veil on what goes on in startup world, in Silicon Valley and venture world, and just being honest about your perspective and, you know, what what that looks like. Um and I think we live in such a great day and age where we can follow influential leaders like yourself, right? Um, before they get, I mean, you're you, you up there, but just imagine if we saw the hustle of Jeff Bezos before he became like the Jeff Bezos. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, you are going to be a Jeff Bezos. Like, you are going to be an Elon Musk. And the fact that we can follow your journey and see the things that you're, you know, experiencing now. I mean, Clubhouse almost broke down when Elon Musk was on there because, you know, he's talking about some of the things like the behind the scenes and stuff like that. So what I want to ask you is what is one thing um, about being a founder, about being a CEO, you know, in this space that would surprise the rest of us, right? Um, That we probably wouldn't know unless you shared it with us or showed. It's, it's It's a relationship based game. It's a network-based game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I want to share. I take a founder ser- being a founder seriously. This is not just. This is not you know a two-year, three-year stint for me. This is legacy work. Yeah, my life's work, right? Like yeah. serving our customers, building this company, building this movement, the culture that we represent. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna be a founder of Guide Till I Die. Right. It's not that it's is not, commitment right there. Like that is like, I'm, I'm in yeah. this role now. I may not always yeah. be the CEO. I'm an executive chairman now. Right. Yeah. But I'm going to be leading this work, leading this culture till I yeah. die. Yeah. I'm a founder. Yeah. That's that is literally a, the, the, the mental model of a true founder. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people don't realize about raising venture capital, being a founder, being well, entrepreneurship fundamentally in venture capital. It's all about relationships. And mm. it's actually the reason why venture capital is um, to a degree so bad, because if you don't have the network, if you don't have the access to the right partners, the mm-hmm. right people, funds with billions of dollars of assets under management or people yeah. who are wealthy, you know, and you really need it, whether you're black, brown or you're a woman, it's going to be hard for you to get that funding because yeah. you, you're not in those networks. Yeah. Right? You don't have those relationships. You don't have that relationship capital. And here's the thing for me, I'm fortunate. I've been in the tech industry for a long time. A lot of people know me as a leader. I'm an evangelist. I know my tech, right? I build the tech. I talk about it and I have the relationships. But even I know that a lot of the way um, venture capital works is actually very crooked in the sense of if you're, if you're someone, for example, Tim, you're, you're building a company and you need funding, let's say, $50,000 50,000 to $100,000, right? Mm-hmm. And I sign you to a, a term sheet, the terms, and it says that I need 30% of your company mm. at age for 100K. 
That's crazy. Mm. <laughs> if you just think about it, 30% yeah. of your company, because this might be your life's work. It might be yeah. something you do to feed your family. You could yeah. buy property with your business, yeah. right? You yeah. can buy other assets with your business, but I sign you to a 30% term sheet mm. that, and only give you 100K, which in the in the long run, it doesn't really... Like yeah. you, know, you could build up, you can you can get a million dollars in revenue someday, right? The app, the brand in itself, as soon as you create it, it's a worth a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. You can keep it going, right? You have yeah. your own brand, right? You can keep on building that community. But I sign you to a, th- a term sheet that takes thirty percent of your company on day one and only give you a, a nice little fifty k. That's yeah. crazy, right? But it's very analogous to the music industry and how in the past so many artists got t- got taken advantage of. And they yeah. didn't own their masters. They didn't own any of the their work. And now yeah. you see, you know, leaders such as Jay Z, you know, they're they're bossed up, right? Because they're selling mm-hmm. their wine. They own their businesses. They own their mm-hmm. own title. They doing all mm-hmm. the And that's because Jay Z realized something in his career and his journey as an artist and as a legend that ownership mm. is so important. And here's why right. it's so important: because you yourself are a unique brand. Mm. Right? No one can duplicate you. Right. Mm. No one can duplicate the investments that Tim makes in in anything that he does. Right. So the longer you exist, the longer influence your culture, right? Your taste, right? Yeah. That's what people are are, are 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 finding. You know, that's what your community is following. Yeah. So Elon is a brand, right? Elon and yeah. Tesla. Elon didn't even found Tesla. <laughs> he didn't even create that thing, right? But he invested in it. He marketed yeah. it. People follow Elon and they yeah. associate that with Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that is, yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. So it's, it's and the thing about venture capital, a lot of people don't realize is that it's, it can be a very cricket game. It could be a very cricket game. So you have to be mindful of how do you, how are you maintaining ownership in your business? How are you maintaining your independence? And for us, once again, it goes back to we were so grateful. We were yeah. so excited about the Forbes Next 1000 um, piece because, man, it just showed us that we were doing everything right. We've been doing everything right and that yeah. you know, we're building a successful company movement. So so what I'm hearing you say is that some of the things that, that, pro- that folks probably don't know is, number one, it's a relationship game. You really got a network. You really got a relationship. You really got to build meaningful relationships because that is where the access comes um, is through those relationships and the importance of ownership, knowing what your personal brand is um, Mm. and being very um, aware and conscious about what you're giving away, what you're holding, the value that you have. Um, And, and Megan, you know, shout out to, to Megan for defining it first, owning your masters. Yes. Your intellectual property, your tools, your output, your books. And she's actually coached me on this. I was having a conversation with her and she was like, Tim, own your masters. Like you, you, you going somewhere. So make sure that you own your stuff. And I was like, okay, <laughs> Megan, I hear you. I hear you. Um, and, I love Megan. She's amazing. Oh my gosh. She, she, she is such a blessing. And David Richardson is saying, talk about it. Yes. Talk about it. Um, and so, so I appreciate that. And we're going to segue a little bit. We're going to take a little break. We're going to play a little game as we like to do on the late afternoon show. Um, before we get into um, the ending of or the wrap up um, of our show. And but before we do that, I just want to give a little plug. So folks are seeing Tim 
Salau here. Um, we're going to see him again. My man is is everywhere. And so I told you guys this is my birthday week, right? So I'm born February 29. This <laughs> year, we don't have a 29th, um, but we do have a March 1st. And March 1st, 1st just so happens to be almost a year to when I started this uh, Mr. Meaningful Work journey, um, which is really just exploring and defining the idea of meaningful work and how do you apply it um, if you're an entrepreneur, an employee, an enthusiast in a particular area. Um, and so we have, I think we can see it here, boom. So we have the year of meaningful work, celebrating one year of meaningful work on a Monday, uh, uh, Monday, March 1st. Um, and we're going to have Tim Salau as a guest speaker. He's going to be talking about some of the things that we um, will hear on the second half of the show, talking about pivoting. Um, talking about um, uh, uh, the relationships that you need to build in order to to experience meaningful work. And we have Chet. Um, Chet Morharia is an author. He's a, a founder and leader of a, of a firm out in uh, the UK. So we international folks, we got the UK represented, we got the US represented. And uh, for folks that register, um, I want to give you guys a gift. Right. So not only do we want to give you a gift and celebrating the key learnings that we've learned over the year and meaningful work, um, we want you guys to walk away with with tangible things as well. So you guys might see me rocking this shirt here. Um, this is an I do meaningful work uh, uh, shirt. So and what I've found is that this shirt, not only is it kind of representing the brand of meaningful work, but. It's a great conversation starter. Oftentimes, I don't like, maybe it's just me, I don't like small talk. Like, I like talking <laughs> conversation with folks. And the whole conversation of, hey, what's up? What's your name? How are you doing? Like, where do you work? Or what do you do? Is just very surface level. But if you see a shirt like this and it says, I do meaningful work. Oh, what meaningful work do you do? That just changes the conversation. And, and, and it really helps folks have those discussions about meaningful work. So you get a shirt if you register. We also got some giveaways. So Chet's book, The um, Work Worth Doing. Um, he offered this is a best-selling book on Amazon. He released it a couple, uh, like about a month ago, and within like within a week, um, it already made the bestseller list on Amazon. So uh, you guys get the work worth doing. He's going to be talking about some of the principles on there. In addition, we got some tea. We got some tea, yo. We got some tea. Uh, so, uh, Tim Salau is also not just the CEO of guide, which is, um, the bite-sized learning for, for remote teams. Um, he also has a company, big black tea, um, which just, that's, that's how, you know, he knows his customers. He got a sense like you know what folks are going through it right now and they need a piece. They need a time of Zen. They need a time of harmony. They need to reset. And so he created this. These are my bags. So you can see them like all opened up and stuff. I don't even have any bags. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, so we got some tea that we're going to be um, giving away to folks um, in addition to the shirt. Um, and we also got some pins. So if you then you can put it on your badge. We got I do meaningful work. I like to put on the lapel of my suit. Um, we got pins. We got magnets. We got all types of stuff. We got the Meaningful Monday magnets. We got the Happy Face Meaningful Work Guy. Um, we have just my smiling face um, magnets that you can kind of put um, on your fridge or whatnot. But everybody sign up. Go to MrMeaningfulWork.com slash event. Um, it's March 1st. It's just an hour from 12 to 1. 
um, on the first, and it's going to be a power-packed hour. It's going to be lots of laughs, lots of love, lots of learning um, on the idea of experiencing meaningful work. Um, so uh, I can't post the link on here just because uh, StreamYard doesn't let me post on there, but um, I will post it on the recap tomorrow, MrMeaningfulWork.com slash event. But without further ado, we're going to jump into our game. So we're going to play a game called Impressions. All right. So we're going to play a game called Impressions. So what I'm going to do is I am going to give Tim Salau um, a character or a name or a celebrity or somebody, and he's going to try to give his best impression of that person. And folks in the audience, if you're still with us, um, let me know if you're still with us. If you're still with us, give me a, um, a, a thumbs up emoji or say hi um, just to know you're still with us. Um, you are going to rate Tim's impression, right? So um, you're going to rate it from one to five. Five meaning he nailed it. One meaning stick to being a co-founder. Don't do impressions. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're going to give you guys an opportunity. So the first one that we are going to do, this should be a very easy one for you. Um, I want you to give us your best impression, best impression of Barack Obama. Let us hear your oh. impression of Barack Obama. And you guys rate it in the chat <laughs> on a scale of one to five. Five, he killed it. I almost thought he was Obama. Or number one, that impression could be counted as treason. Don't ever do it again. Let us go. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Yo, where you at? <laughs> yo, rate that. You guys rate that. He said, yo, I love that. Like, if I my eyes were closed, I probably would have thought. But let me not skew the votes. How do you guys think that he did on the Obama on the Obama impression? Do it one more time for us. Do it again. Michelle, Michelle. Malaya, where are you? <laughs> The, oh, Wayne said he gave you a four. That's good. That is good. That is heck of good. Man, you are killing. You pretty much, you know what I loved that what you did is I would have automatically thought that somebody would do an impression of him like doing a, a speech or an engagement. What you did was you showed us his home life. Like, <laughs> where's my wife? Where are my kids? Like, that is a side of, bro, I love that so much. That is that is killer. We'll do one more. David Richardson says three. Three. Oh, we got somebody else that says three. Bro, you're killing it, man. You are killing it. Megan gave you a four. You are killing it, bro. You are the master impressionist. We're going to do one more. We're going to do one more. <laughs> and this is just in light of recent, of recent times. I want you to do your best, your best impression of jay-z oh my gosh oh my <laughs> god <laughs> bro jay-z is interesting man um oh my goodness jay-z just has such an interesting character <laughs> he is so that dude is so dynamic it's crazy bro, it's so <laughs> I, when i think about jay-z bro i just think about he always bugging you <laughs> like i don't think i've never seen jay-z like happy bro like I, yeah like overjoyed like just having a good old time yeah yeah, yeah. the dudes is yeah it's like 
How we all rate? So this is his impression right here. He's just he's just mugging the Jay Z mug. Would you rate that five or one on your impression of Jay Z? Just uh, just to give us that mug again. Let, let's see that Jay Z, that money face, man. And you got to put the hand on the chin like that's. You know, growing up in Brooklyn, they respect my my hustle. I just see me selling wine. It's just like we've been doing this. Man, we've been sleeping rocks. Tim, I can't breathe, bro. It's the culture. Yo, you guys wait. <laughs> <man. laughs> Rate my man. Wait, said one. Wait, said one. It's hard to be Jay Z. He's probably he, being himself. He probably finds it difficult, man. Like he probably needs a body double just for himself. It's it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of pre- it's a lot of pressure. Yo, so we appreciate you playing that game. Um, thank you, Megan. Thank you, Wayne. Thank everybody for participating. Uh, we're going to close out here. I want to ask you a quick question here as we wrap up our show on, you know, what was what is one thing? Because we know Guy kind of went through some changes uh, in 2020. Um, and so what I would love to hear from you is what is maybe one major lesson that you learned from pivoting? Changing your business strategy. Uh, what is one major lesson that you learned from from pivoting? Yeah, if you're ever going to pivot a company, a business, and you know we 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 we're we're a business that we sell software, but we we not we own a, a consumer product good brand, right? Right. Um, and you know this is not new. There are businesses that you know they 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 have a portfolio of businesses, right? And that's yeah. because that, that's important for those of you who are listening. You're a founder, you're an entrepreneur. It helps you build leverage. When you have two offerings in market, you multiply you multiply your valuation, the mm-hmm. value of your company, the value of your brand, right? And this is important for anyone that's raising venture capital and building a business because this is the stuff that you don't know. Um, yeah. And it's often you talk to investors and they'll look at you like you're crazy, but you don't own two lines of businesses. In one company, right, yeah. and that you can always you can always invest profits from any line of businesses in another company, right? Yeah. Like this is the thing that makes you different and unique as a business. Because yeah. what's a, what's a, a, a valuable? Um, there's not a you know what's more valuable than one business? Two businesses. <laughs> <laughs> two. What's more valuable than two businesses? Three businesses, yeah. right? Yeah. And so on fourth, right? And then it's even better when they're product-based businesses that have retention and and, and um, predictability in them, yeah. right? So one of the biggest things that I learned from last year, you know, pivoting the company was that at the time when we pivoted Guide, our software as a service solution, that yeah. was one line of business. We're building that. We're still in beta, right? Yeah. But the reality is that, you know, if you ever pivot, you want to pivot into a greater market, into a bigger mm. market, right? Initially, you know, Guy was a life skills training solution for high school students. Yeah. We pivoted into a into B2B to C, which is a much bigger market in terms yeah. of the amount of capital um, mm. that we stand to um, cap- capture in terms of value in that market, right? So we pivoted into a greater and bigger market. And then more importantly, we then went into a, a point where we, we created another line of business in Big Black Tea which multiplied our valuation as a business, right? As a brand, because there's no brand that exists in the market today that's that's owned, steered, 
managed by two black founders called yeah. Guy and owns Big Black Tea, and then yeah. owns a software as a service solution called Guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That is unique. Yeah. Right? That is what markets. That is what investors look for. That's what shareholders look for. And that's what makes a company amazing. That's what makes mm. companies. How do you differentiate in the market? Not how do you copy? Not how do you look like your 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 other players in the market? But how do you uniquely differentiate in a way where when I look at your business and I price it, that it's unique. I know that I'm looking at a gem of a business, not yeah. something that looks similar to other lines of businesses, yeah. right? Or their or other brands. And my biggest thing as a leader that I learned last year was that every time you pivot, pivot into a greater market, but mm. more importantly, always be looking to build leverage within your brand, within yeah. your business. And you really build leverage through consistency. And you build leverage by investing in things that your your customers want. Like, what do they deserve? What is their need for? What is their want for? And anytime you make an investment in a product, you know, you have to be thinking about the long game, seven to 10 years. Yeah. You never make an investment that's only a, a, a one year investment is not good enough for a company. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anytime, every time an, a, a company invests in a product or they buy another product, another yeah. player in the market. It's because they believe that business, that product can exist yeah. for at least seven to 10 years and yeah. bring in a lot of revenue. Yeah. And that's a, that's one way to always think about investing when it comes to your business and when it comes to making sure that you differentiate in the, in the market. That is that is smart. That is smart. And for folks that are still with us, we're going to be capturing some of these key learnings uh, from Tim's chat today. We're going to be posting it up tomorrow. Um, key takeaways from today's show. I mean, these are major gems because there's oftentimes, you know, I think as an um, as an employee, as an entrepreneur, there's going to be times where you have to make a choice of changing the course of where you're going and having that in mind of, OK, so if I'm going to change course, I want to change course in a place that's going to be more beneficial. Like you want to change up versus like change down. Like, you know, you went from lifestyle for high school students to, you know, training for, you know, for enterprises and remote teams. So you're going up and you see that opportunity, um, but also thinking ahead, not just the size of the market, but the longevity um, of, of, of that market. So I think those are some key terms or some, um, some key takeaways from that. Um, and the last question I got for you here, Tim, is how would you define meaningful work? Man, honestly, bro, you 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 you're the leader in this space, man. And I think, bro, meaningful work is is is, is what we see you do, man. I'm telling you, bro. You no, know, we follow your work, Tim. We really follow your work at Guide, man. In fact, man, we're we're, we're we're really inspired by you. You keep us going. I'm telling you, 100, percent man. And you, um, I think for for me as a leader, man, I have to tell you that because you embody everything that we stand for as a culture and mm. as a company, man. And we see meaningful work as you know, people who are doing things that, that Tim is doing, like you are bringing your joy to your work. You're creating your happiness, not only like in your full time job, but in your side hustle. Right. You know, and how you're supporting your family, man. Like that is meaningful work. You know, and that's the and that's what we stand for. At God, you know, we believe that everyone's a creator. You know, no matter if you're working in a in a three to three to ten job, a nine to five job, you're a janitor. You're a creator, man. You can create something, yeah. right? You you got something that you can show the world, and that you know you can you can tell people about, and they they find joy in, and you find joy in doing. So yeah. we see meaningful work as doing something that brings you joy, man. And we really we love um, we love boosting the creators in our community yeah. uh, and the, the the customers in our community who really really 
um, abide by that lifestyle. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, bringing the joy um, in 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 what you're doing and being able to because this this what I do. I like Tuesdays are like my favorite days because I get to talk to folks. I get to kind of express my is like my creative outlet, um, and I get to learn um, at the same time. So. Um, hundred percent. I like that definition that meaningful work is work that you can bring your joy to, um, and allows you to create, um, you know, in a meaningful way. Um, dude, what is, uh, as we round up, what's one of your favorite quotes? Can you leave a quote for us, man? Is there any quote that you like or live by or often refer to? Mm. I mean, I'm gonna keep it simple with y'all. And this is a quote, you know, straight from the top of the dome. I think it's probably been shared before, um, operating abundance, Operating abundance. Um, and, and, you know, what, what it means to me, man, is that, look, like a lot of people be operating with a like give and take mentality. I don't even I, that's not a way to operate. Um, like, don't think about what you can take. Always think about what you can give, 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 give. Yeah. give. Um, and I think, you know, it comes with a, a mindset of service and always understanding that it's going to come back to you in some shape or form in the future. Right. Yeah. But there is no monopoly on being kind. There is no monopoly on being kind. So always operate with abundance, always mm-hmm. operate with the long term in mind, right? That there is, you know, the pie, the pie is bigger enough for everyone. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Right? And, and that's and that's the way I think about business as well. I think about how do I create value? Not, yeah. how, do, not how do we, you know, take, take, take yeah. or collect as much money as possible. Yeah. Right? Like how do we create value for customers yeah. so we can be of service to them? And I think when you have that mindset in your life of operate, the mindset of operating in abundance yeah. So much starts to show itself to you with yeah. clarity. And you start to realize, like, man, all I have to do is give. That's all yeah. I have to do. And yeah. it'll, it'll come back. And it yeah. might be a force feature. Abundance, abundance, abundance. Yeah. Yo, that is the model to live by. Guys, we have been chatting with Tim Salau, who is the Forbes next 1000. Mama, we made it. And, uh, you know, CEO of guys, CEO of Big Black Tea, um, uh, just an all around awesome human being. Anybody that I have run into that has um, interacted with Tim has had a positive, he has had a positive impact. And that is a legacy that you connect with folks and you leave positivity in your wake. Um, and, you know, we appreciate you, appreciate the work that you're doing. Um, we wish you phenomenal success, guys. If you want to see some more of Tim, you just follow him on LinkedIn. He is on Twitter. He is very on Twitter. My guy is on Twitter. Right. <laughs> yep. He is on Twitter. He is on LinkedIn. Um, follow his website. Follow his uh, his his organization. Get his tea, Big Black Tea. You guys go on there. You get the Zen. You get the Harmony. Um, but he's going to be joining us on Monday, March 1st at 12 o'clock Pacific time, sharing some more tips and tricks um, on our celebration of one year of meaningful work. Um, we're going to play our theme music to get us out of here on Friday. We got a double header this week, guys. I told you, this is my birthday week. We're doing it big. <laughs> we got John Henry. John Henry is going to be on the show on Friday. So it is going to be Friday at 2 o'clock Pacific time. Check us out Friday, 2 o'clock. We got John Henry, who is going to be talking about uh, his company. He got a company called Loop Insurance, which is revamping, disrupting the insurance 
industry. When you talk about impact, when you talk about coming up, you know, Tim, you know, you have gone through that whole venture um, venture journey. John has done that as well, has actually been on both sides of it as well. So we are very excited to have John joining us. Um, but guys, let us know if you have any feedback on the show. Shoot me an email, Tim at MrMeaningfulWork.com if you have suggestions for topics that we should have, guests that we should invite, things that we should talk about. We crave your feedback. Um, but until next time, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for today. I knew we were going to run over a little bit because it was Tim and Tim. It's double-double. We were going to go overtime anyway. We were going to go into double overtime. But ladies and gentlemen, check us out on Friday afternoon. Let that rock. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Late Afternoon Show. Hey, if this episode resonated as meaningful for you, please consider subscribing, downloading the episode, liking it, sharing it with somebody that you think would find it valuable. And if you have any thoughts or ideas on people that we can talk to or subjects we can cover, shoot me an email. My email is tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com. Again, that is tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com. Again, thank you so much. And we'll see you on another edition of the Late Afternoon Show.